You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we're going to start off with the roster cuts the New Orleans Saints made on Tuesday in order to get down to the required 80-man roster limit. Look at some new injuries that continue to pile up for this team, but we're going to wrap up with some good news with some players that are returning and some good news as well about Marshawn Lattimore. Then we're going to be joined by Doug Mouton of WWL-TV, who's here to talk about Jameis Winston's outstanding performance on Monday night and look ahead to Saturday where Paulson Adebo has a unique opportunity to step into the cornerback two role. We'll have all of that for you on today's episode. And as always, I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. Right, y'all. Thank you very much for being here as we're kicking off another episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate you joining us for another episode. We're here with you five days a week, wherever it is that you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube free and on all platforms. We appreciate you being here. I want to talk a little bit about what the New Orleans Saints did today to get under or Tuesday. Yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, we're talking about how they got under the or to the 80 man roster limit. They had to shed five contracts in order to get there. Three players go to injured reserve. Two players end up being waived. We'll talk about that. And then I also want to talk a little bit about some of the injuries and some of the health status of players. Some players are also returning for the New Orleans Saints. And some good news around Marshawn Lattimore. So three of the five players that ended up being having their contracts released from the New Orleans Saints or having their, I guess, their numbers trimmed to get down to the 80-man roster ended up going to injured reserve. Those three players were Ethan Greenidge, Brian Poole, and defensive tackle Jalen Dalton. Now, if you watched the Monday night game, you saw a nice game from Jalen Dalton. Uh, he had you know, a nice pressure, he had a sack, and then he had a couple of run stops as well. He's looked really good in uh, camp. Also, he looked like a guy that was really vying to be a potential starter for the New Orleans Saints while David Onyemata is out for the first six games serving his suspension. But unfortunately, he has a torn triceps injury, according to Nick Underhill, a full torn, torn triceps injury. It's always hard to say. Uh, and will be out for the rest of the season. I mean, all three of these guys go to injured reserve here. They're done for the rest of the season. So that is a big hit for the New Orleans Saints, who are already diminished in terms of the numbers that they have available, not only on the interior, but along the defensive line, with Peyton Turner still not having practice since August 9th, August 10th. As well, Ethan Greenidge, we noted in last night's episode that, yeah, he had an injury, also didn't perform super well either, and that this might be a little bit tough for him. Now he ends up going to injured reserve. Brian Poole ended up limping off of the field during the uh, during the game, and he's also headed to injured reserve. So that also opens up another question at the cornerback position there about who's going to be the backup slot corner for the New Orleans Saints. Patrick Robinson retired. Brian Poole now on injured reserve. There's nobody behind C.J. Gardner-Johnson for that role currently. Now, two other spots that the Saints had to open up here, one of which ended up being opened up with Marcus Willoughby being waived injured, so he'll go to waivers. If he clears waivers, then he'll revert to the New Orleans Saints injured reserve as well. And then, uh, a, not a surprise one, but this basically gives us an answer, some closure 
On the punting position, the punter position, Nolan Cooney, the undrafted free agent punter out of Syracuse, New Orleans Saints signed this season, has been released or waived by the New Orleans Saints, meaning that Blake Gillikin unsurprisingly has won the punter battle in New Orleans. So the New Orleans Saints now down to 80 on their roster, compliant with the NFL's new roster cut limits. The next roster cuts that they'll undergo will be by next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, New York time, where they'll have to go all the way from 80 to 53. So a lot of cuts upcoming as we get our initial 53-man roster, which I guarantee you will be different than the week one 53-man roster. Good news for a lot of Saints fans who are wondering, though, wide receiver Kevin White getting another shot, it looks like, this week throughout camp, as well as potentially on Saturday as the New Orleans Saints will go up against the Arizona Cardinals to make good on what we've seen so far from him during camp and during practices. Unfortunately, had a rough day as a receiver dropping two passes on Monday night under the lights. He'll look for a better performance against the Cardinals. Now, the New Orleans Saints might have 80 players on their roster, but all 80 of those players are not currently available. So I want to catch you up on some of the injuries that we've gotten some updates on as well. Yesterday, we talked about Adam Troutman's injury, the x-ray coming back negative. Thankfully, so too did the MRI. He's seeking additional opinions just to figure out exactly what it is that's going on. But at this time, it looks like he's avoided any major injury. However, that does not mean that he avoids missing time. We still have to see what the injury is, how long he will be out. And I think that's why you're going to see him looking at some additional opinions. And of course, two other tight ends also dealing with injuries for the New Orleans Saints. Nick Vanette had a knee injury. He went underwent an MRI as well on Tuesday. We'll see if we get an update on that today. And then Garrett Griffin was unable to go on Monday night and was not a part of the game. So New Orleans Saints really dealing right now with a pair of healthy tight ends at the moment in Jawan Johnson and in uh, Ethan Wolf, and that's it. So I would not be surprised to see a reunion with Josh Peterson, Doug Peterson's son, the uh, former ULM uh, tight end that New Orleans Saints most recently signed and then moved on from. Perhaps you see him rejoin the squad and get another chance. Unfortunately, another injury at the cornerback position, this time even potentially more costly as this position continues to thin out. Not only Brian Poole headed to injured reserve, but Ken Crawley who's the assumed cornerback two going into the 2021 season thus far, is going to be out for a couple of weeks, though expectations are that he should be back and ready to go by week one. Nothing too serious, but it should cause him to miss some time. That does open up the door for further development for rookie cornerback drafted the third round out of Stanford in Paulson Adebo. He should get some opportunities opposite Marshawn Lattimore during camp. And speaking of Marshawn Lattimore, some potential good news coming up from Amy Dash, uh, CBS Sports Radio, Fox Sports Radio, also Odyssey Legal Insider, who mentioned that, hey, what it is that uh, Marshawn Lattimore is being charged for in Ohio is a little hard to prove because you can't actually prove that he knew that the gun that he had possession of was stolen. And the only thing that he's being charged for because he is legally able to possess a firearm with a concealed carry license is whether or not he possessed a stolen weapon and you can really only really convict him of anything if you can prove that he knew it was stolen when he possessed it. And there's not really a way to do that at this time. A uh, great piece from her uh, that you can go and check out for more details on it. But uh, an interesting one, because it does sort of stifle the idea that Marshawn Lattimore could be suspended to start the season. Because if you can't really charge him for anything, there's nothing for the NFL to really go off of here because he wasn't really doing anything wrong. It'd be really interesting to see how that all works out because, as we'll discuss with Doug Mouton, it does open up a specific and unique opportunity for Paulson Adebo moving ahead. A couple of other injury notes for you. Traquan Smith uh, has still not returned. He, he did return for a moment, but then he left mispractice again 
today. Peyton Turner, as we mentioned earlier, still hasn't been seen since he was injured back at the beginning of August. And even though that there are a lot of these injuries that are piling up, there is still some good news. Pete Werner has returned and has being, you know, been a part of full contact drills, which I think has been a really positive sign to see so far as that linebacker position continues to be something to uh, keep an eye out on. And then, of course, that good news about Marshawn Lattimore as well. So yes, the injuries continue to pile on, but it's not fully doom and gloom here as this New Orleans Saints team still has this preseason game upcoming and then a week off before the NFL season begins in earnest with the New Orleans Saints hosting the Green Bay Packers. So still some time to work through these injuries and some of these remaining question marks around the team. Coming up next, y'all, we're going to be joined by our good friend Doug Mouton from over at WWL-TV. Going to talk a bit about Jameis Winston. Did he do enough to win the quarterback competition? And, of course, much more around not only that game, but also looking ahead to the Arizona Cardinals game as well for Saturday night. We'll have all of that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And listen, y'all know that I am not one at all to bet on preseason games, but once the regular season rolls around, you know I'm going to spend a lot of time over at betonline.ag trying to get in on the action. It's your one-stop shop for everything that you need. Fastest and easiest place to place all your bets. Get all of your odds, your props, and of course the contest as well, including a half-million-dollar NFL mega contest you can get in on, a $200,000 survivor pool, and a big-time kickoff contest for the NFL that you can get in on as well. Just put down a wager for that Dallas Cowboys-Tampa Bay Buccaneers game on Thursday, September 9th. that's set to open the season. And if you lose, you can get your wager back for up to $25 by using the promo code NFL100. And if you go up and sign up for a new account today, you can get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Go and check them out. It's betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, continuing on with another episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you very much, as always, for being here. And once again, joining us from WWL-TV, the one, the only Doug Mouton, who you can follow on Twitter at DMoutonWWL. Doug, thanks for coming back through. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing just fine. Doing just fine. Still invigorated after a night's worth of action. Some preseason version of Monday Night Football out there. And uh, I got to ask you, just point blank straight up. I mean, I know Sean Payton uh, wasn't really willing to name anything after the game when it comes to starting quarterback, which makes perfect sense. But did Jameis, in your eyes, do enough to win that quarterback role? Yes. Simply put, yes. I mean, and look, he was always the guy much more suited to be the Saints quarterback. He is a natural quarterback. Taysom Hill, in a lot of ways, is a linebacker learning to play quarterback. Mm. Look, I think I think Sean Payton could design an offense and win games with Taysom Hill. I absolutely look, he did it last year. They went three and one. The problem with Taysom Hill is that if anything happens, if, if at any point in a game you get behind, you're gonna have a hard time ever playing from behind. Jameis Winston allows the Saints to do everything. And I think this was the full version of what you can do with Jameis Winston. I think I've said on the air at least 15 times that one takeaway at every practice is that he throws a beautiful deep ball. Now, he hasn't been as quick in his decision-making and getting through the progressions as you'd like. Certainly not as quick as Drew Brees. That comes from one year in an offense versus 15 years in sure. an offense. So he's still getting there in a lot of ways. 
And this game was literally everything right, all, all rolled into one. I'm not sure he can be this good long term, but you saw all the things he can do. Um, first of all, he's got a great delivery. He's got a textbook quarterback delivery. He's long. He's got a shotgun for an arm. He throws a beautiful, soft, easily caught deep ball, and he's got a ton of zip on all the medium range passes that you need to have. He literally can do it all. You just need to manage his decision-making. He was terrific in his decision-making in preseason game number two against Jacksonville, and it was everything that's good. And look, I'll say this, that first-team offensive line made an enormous difference. They had a great game for their 16 snaps, and Sean Payton made sure to leave the number one O-line, all five of them, in with Jameis Winston for the duration. Payton made sure Jameis got a legitimate shot to show what he could do. He did, and he did. Now, I know that the deep ball is a big part of what everyone's going to talk about, two beautiful passes to Marquez Calloway, who we'll also circle back to here in just a moment. But is there more to Jameis's game than just the deep ball that you've seen being at practice, being at training camp, and then seeing these preseason games that may have also helped to make a little bit more of a difference as well? It's not just about well, the deep ball? Well, look, the Saints haven't been able to throw the deep ball, and it's been increasingly less they've been able to do it the last few years. And last year, they couldn't throw even a medium-range ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, the injuries to Drew Brees had really taken effect. The fact that the Saints won 12 games, but they couldn't throw the death ball downfield. A miracle. phenomenal <laughs> and ridiculous and unbelievable in today's NFL. Look, stretching the defense is a huge part of what a quarterback needs to do. you got to make them play honest. Defenses did not play the Saints honest. But he can, he can literally, he can make every pass. He's got terrific feet. He's an excellent athlete. He's not a running quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's very athletic. And if he needs to run, he certainly can. That's not his, when I say he's not a running quarterback, his instinct isn't to run. It right. never is. But he can run, and he will run when he has to. There is literally nothing, about, plus he's a veteran and he's been around. There's nothing about the quarterback job that Jameis Winston can't do. Taysom Hill can deliver some special, unique running ability. The, uh, he, can, he is a bull as a back. We've seen that over the past few years. But Taysom Hill is going to be limited in what he can do. He's not as accurate. He's not great throwing on the run. Uh, he's not great working down to second or third or fourth uh, progressions. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill is going to be really limited. You could do some special things in a running game, but Jameis Winston can literally do everything. He, he, he allows you to open up. If it's a 100-page playbook, you can run all 100 pages with Jameis Winston. Although I will say this, if it's Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill is a unique and special quarterback on the goal line. Right. I would still expect to see Taysom Hill goal line packages. You're going to pull Drew Brees for Taysom Hill, you're definitely going to pull Jameis Winston for Taysom Hill. I don't mean that as a knock against Jameis Winston. No, Jameis Winston at this point is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, absolutely. No, it makes perfect sense. And I think, you know, once we find out if Jameis Winston truly does win this quarterback competition, makes a ton of sense that you would still see some of those Taysom Hill under center packages on third down and in the red zone, of course. Uh, Real quick, before we get to looking ahead to the, uh, I always want to say Atlanta Falcons, Arizona Cardinals game. To wrap up the preseason, I just need to get your initial reactions on Marquez Calloway and his performance for Monday night as well. Look, I have been super high on him all training mm-hmm. camp. Even when Traquan Smith has been there, Calloway is the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And, and look, when Mike Thomas comes back, you, you've got two legitimate guys. Now, look, 
He's playing against Shaq Griffin, so he's playing against a good cornerback. How much separation he can actually get against the top 10 cornerbacks if he's your number one guy, that is a question. But the one thing about Callaway is he catches the ball in traffic. He he has such a a wide catch radius. He doesn't need to be really open to make plays. So I think Callaway, look, if, if you're in a fantasy football PPR league, I think Callaway could pay big dividends all year. I think he's going to catch a lot of those short slants. He's going to do a lot of the that nitty-gritty inside work that Mike Thomas used to do, and I think he's going to be doing that all year. Um, can he get deep against the elite corners? Look, we hadn't seen this kind of game before, and, and he beat a pretty good cornerback mm-hmm. on both of his TDs. Can he do that against the elite ones? Initially, I would say he's going to have trouble, but boy, he is showing some stuff. I think he plays all year. I think he's a, when Mike Thomas comes back, he's going to want to be in the guy with Thomas. And if Traquan Smith can play in the slot, that's not a bad threesome. I think Callaway's going to have a terrific year, and I think he's legit. Yeah, very much looking forward to seeing him continue to progress. The guy went from being an undrafted free agent entering from the University of Tennessee with bad quarterback play to being talked about by Mina Kimes on uh, ESPN earlier today. So you just never know the way that it all goes. What an incredible year for him so far. Coming up next, y'all, it's Doug Wutat. He's here with us on Locked on Saints. In just a moment, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, looking ahead to preseason game three as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. All right, family. And before we get to that, I want to remind you about our good friends over at Built.com, particularly Built Bars, the best tasting protein bars on the market. Nine incredible flavors, including coconut and coconut almond. If you're a coconut fan, if you're a mint chocolate fan, there's mint brownie, peanut butter fan, there's peanut butter brownie. If you really love the sweet stuff, you can go salted caramel and cookies and cream. And I know what you're thinking, Ross, that sounds like that's extremely sweet. I can't be, I'm trying to get protein. I'm not trying to Get, take all that sugar in and then have a crash later on in the day. No, 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 stop. Don't worry about all that. You're talking about four or five grams of sugar in these things, man. They're fantastic. Only four or five grams in net carbs as well. 130 to 180 calories, 17, 18 grams of protein. These protein bars are, wait for it. I'm going to tell you the truth here. Perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. They're absolutely perfect. And what makes them better? They're covered in 100% chocolate, despite the fact that you're only getting that little teeny little bit of, bit of uh, sugar in there while you're getting all of that protein that you need as well. So go check them out over at Built.com. Check out the other products that they have as well. But for sure, check out that sample box of Built Bars. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, so you can get 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. We're joined by WWL TV's Doug Mouton at DMouton WWL on Twitter. Now, we saw a very, very exciting preseason game, two between the New Orleans Saints and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug, what are you expecting in terms of how the Saints are going to maybe utilize game three up against the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, you know, preseason is such a wild card right now. And Sean yeah. Payton has not wanted to talk about it. Um, he keeps saying preseason game three is preseason game three, and there is the full two weeks from that game before the regular season kicks off. So it is weird, and we haven't gone down this road before, but my guess is that preseason game number three is going to be handled 
mostly like preseason game number four used to. Mm-hmm. In those games, you wouldn't see starters at all. Maybe you see a smattering of starters. You'll see David Onyemata, who apparently is getting punished for his suspension. <laughs> he will be playing in the fourth quarter. But beyond Onyemata, I don't expect to see much, if any, of the starters. Look, I, I do expect the Saints to take a long look at Ian Book because if you do go with Jameis, which is certainly expectation at this point, and Taysom Hill fills all the other roles, which is the expectation at this point, Ian Book has the, the chance to be your backup quarterback, and he needs as many snaps as you can get him. So I would expect to see a lot of Ian Book. And look, there's a lot of battles go- going on. Mm-hmm. Um, watching Kevin White Monday night was painful yeah. dropping the ball because he's such a likable guy when you talk to him, and it's such an amazing backstory um for kevin white so so I, I expect guys like him will get a lot of chances and we'll see a lot of guys at corner and wide receiver and and the glut at linebacker who do you go with and you got to find defensive tackles who can get legitimate snaps beyond malcolm roach so th- there's a lot of questions but i do think it's going to be i don't think you're going to see the demario davises or cam jordans or malcolm jenkins I expect all those guys will sit in this game. I, I'm sort of having the same viewpoint on preseason game three or this final preseason game as well. I know that there were some early indications that it might be utilized as a dress rehearsal, but I think we just saw the dress rehearsal personally. It, it like <laughs> yeah, it definitely felt like it. What we saw felt like that. Mm-hmm. Although to me, the smartest thing Sean Payton did with the preseason is not even let Alvin Kamara on the field. Do not even let – I mean, look, no, you saw what happened you. with Travis Etienne on a right, routine right. one-yard gain out for the season. Yep. If that's not your – and look, if, uh, Etienne's a rookie. You sort of have to play him. I certainly wouldn't blame Urban Meyer. The guy's trying to get familiar with the offense. Alvin Kamara could write this offense. But Alvin Kamara doesn't need one play. Sit him down. Don't dare play guys like Cam Jordan in this upcoming game. So – that to me was Sean Payton's greatest stroke of wisdom is we have not seen Kamara in the preseason. Yeah, I was very, very pleased to see that. And I will be very pleased to not see Alvin Kamara on the field come Saturday night against Arizona. So for this team, we mentioned a couple of other battles outside of just that sort of quarterback three battle that we expect that we're going to get a longer glimpse at between Trevor Simeon and Ian Book. Uh, one of those was the cornerback battle, but now we're seeing that Ken Crawley is expected to miss a couple of weeks, so he could be ready for week one is there an option is there an opportunity here is the door open for paulson adebo somebody that has really stood out during camp and stood out during the first preseason game in particular maybe slide into that cornerback two spot to begin the season yeah well yeah look and the good thing is that it that the marshall Lattimore it looks like that suspension is not coming and look the nfl mm-hmm. can still do something with Lattimore as crazy as that sounds Right. It sure looks like they're going to have Lattimore at the beginning of the year and maybe through the whole year. That legal thing is confusing enough. That might be something we're worried about next season. That mm-hmm. would not be unheard of for something like that to stretch the whole season. The NFL is not going to jump on it before and make decisions before they have all the facts and there's so much ambiguity. Anyway, having a Lattimore is obviously humongous. Yeah. So now you're looking for a two. You're not looking for a one and a two. Um, and and Chauncey Gardner Johnson was terrific in the slot. So you see you have some options. It's really who you put on the outside. I think Adebo's been excellent. I think Ken Crawley's been excellent. Hopefully Crawley's ready to go week one. It's We're still three weeks from week one. So 
if he's out two weeks, that should put Crawley back. I think Crawley's earned this job. I think he's had yeah. a terrific camp. He's a veteran. Um, his length helps. You saw him make a couple of huge PBUs um, in the Jacksonville game. Um, I, I like everything I've seen with Ken Crawley almost to a disturbing extent because we shouldn't be this comfortable, but we are. Right. And look, Adebo has done a lot of good things, and I do think you could roll help towards Adebo and, and leave Lattimore more – on his own if you needed to. So, I, look, I, the secondary looked like a weakness. It's actually, I feel like, looks like one of the strengths of this team right now, as crazy as that sounds, giving up Janoris Jenkins. But they, they seem to have a bunch of guys uh, playing quality snaps right now, and Gardner Johnson is the maybe the most fun guy to watch on this team. He's just a blast as a football so player. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved his comment after the game about or, or rather after practice about whether or not he could get flagged for taunting media. I mean, this guy right. is just all about having fun, and, and you love to see that on the field. It's so much fun. Actually, after his the rookie mini camp, after he was drafted, mm-hmm. I went to him, and I said, so look, I'm seeing you out in your first practices, and, and you're talking and talking. And he said, what can I say? I'm a Florida Gator. That was his <laughs> line. That's just, that's just a Florida thing. And uh, yeah, so he's been terrific. I think uh, Jenkins and Marcus Williams, two terrific safeties together. Um, if you have Lattimore, Adebo is going to get a lot of quality snaps. So really, Ken Crawley is your sixth guy in a, mm-hmm. in a what is a a pretty good six man package. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. These New Orleans Saints will be taking on the Arizona Cardinals on Saturday in the evening for the final preseason game. Doug, we appreciate you coming through, and certainly we'll be seeing you again here soon on another episode of Locked on Saints. Anytime, Ross. All right, family, one more big thank you to our good friend Doug Mouton over at WWL TV. I'm going to be starting over there, I think, this week. Every Thursday night, you'll be able to catch a little bit with yours truly, talking a little Saints, and then another one on the way that I'll update you on as well over at WWL with the football season getting started. Get ready to see a lot more of this face and a lot more of those faces here on this podcast as well. Love having Doug come through. We'll be visiting with him and a couple of other folks from the studio consistently throughout the season to help recap and preview some games. So coming up next, y'all, we're going to have quite a bit going on here throughout the rest of the week. Got some all 22. Going to break all that down, come back to you with some film study tomorrow. Take a look at Taysom Hill's day. Take a look at Jameis Winston's day, Marcos Calloway's day, and the defensive day as well. So we get into all of those film notes. And of course, on Friday, get you ready for Saturday's action with a post-game episode on Saturday. So a bunch on the way for you as we continue on at least five days a week here on Locked on Saints. I appreciate you as always for coming through and all the support, y'all. Remember for everything in between, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.